This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. For every 25 bucks you bet on college basketball, WinBet is giving you a chance to win a trip to Las Vegas for March Madness and $1,000 in free WinBet credits. Download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. And PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And Stable Duel is the horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 15K with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, do not forget to go download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right. Welcome back, DJ. This is your boy, Boston Capper. Uh, with the Garden Golf himself, Steve Shermer, for the Honda Classic Props and, uh, you know, general banter show, getting, uh, getting the action. Steve, <laughs> you ready for this week, man? <laughs> general banter show. This, this is, this is the show where we, I feel like we, there's less structure to like break it down to and shit. We get off on more tangents and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, it's a, the snake versus like a straight line. I don't know. Last time we got on some tangents about your bunker play, and we went on about the Saudis yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Well, and, yeah, by the way, I didn't say I was better than a tour professional at golf. I even re-listened to it multiple times. I was like, that was a cute spin, and I could see how that – but I never said such a thing. I, I painted you into a corner a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that was that was entertaining. But anyways, uh, yes, this is the betting show. It's my favorite show of the week, and – I don't know about you. We'll talk about it a little bit after or before we get into the bets and stuff about how we kind of change our process a little bit. Some adjustments we made. I definitely made some adjustments. Uh, we'll get to in a little bit. So, but yeah, I, I, uh, it was interesting creating the betting card this week because, you know, just because I know how penal this place is and how many landmines are, I'm just looking at guys like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Should I trust you? It made it kind of difficult. Like it, it made like looking at matchups like, Ugh, I could see it go really wrong for this guy. Or like, I'm looking at that positional problem, like, I don't really know. So, I don't know if you got that same feeling as me. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. You know, it, 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 that's what it is, too, right? It's like, all right, none of these positional props, like, have good odds to begin with. And never mind a course like this where literally anybody can be gone by Friday. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that, like, I, when we were talking last night. I was talking with Andy uh, Lack when I went on a show. There are absolutely going to be some, but, like, Multiple guys above $9,000 oh. will be sent packing this week. I mean, would you legitimately be surprised if everybody above 10K went home? I'd be – if everyone went home? What is it, five guys? Yes, but like – all right, let's put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if everybody above 10K finished outside the top 30. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. Fair. yeah, I mean, the history of this place does say that usually an elite player from that pool does emerge and at least contends, but – no, like but I feel like the field was stronger in the past too. That is, that's also a great point. Like Sung J M, I like Sung J M, but I mean, I wouldn't call him like he's not, he's not JT. Like you I guess I mean? the, like the, like, I guess the most bulletproof guy is probably Louis, which yeah, definitely, and he's not, he's not no, bulletproof. He is. So no, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. So and I guess I should probably just get to my big short then. If All right, let's go that because. Like we just talked about, somebody's going to get sent home or just do really poorly. And I didn't have him anywhere really. Well, I have him one place in my betting card, but yeah. it's it's kind of being cute. But like like real bets, yeah, they didn't have anything this week. So I just looked at Fantasy National, and I just looked at the guy who 
is most favorited of everybody in this uh in this field and I wasn't really all high on him you know at all and you know I think Sung J M is going to finish outside the top forty. I think he's going to really disappoint the highest guy on the board. And you know, like I know he's got that win here, but you know, like a T fifty one finish, and he's I don't think he's missed the cut yet. And all these guys are going to eventually miss a cut here. Oh yeah, it's just like J T's missed cuts, Ricky missed cuts, Brooke is, Brooks missed cuts, and I think uh, Adam Scott missed a cut too. So it just happens here. So why don't I just take the guy that everybody's on and just thinks, Oh, well, there's nothing, nothing's going to happen to him. Right. <laughs> and I think to finish up, finish up in the top 40 and just not be worth the price point. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I listen. I mean, I mean, you're right. Like as far as, uh, I mean, knuckleheads do knucklehead things and he hasn't done a knucklehead thing yet at this course. That means it's coming. Yeah. No. And the, I mean, we kind of saw it Sony where he just kind of bungled things the first day and he just played his way out of it. And maybe yep. he does that this, this year. Maybe he shoots 78 on day one and that's it. Like I know the cut can be like plus four, plus three sometimes, but maybe just he does something on Thursday and he's done. So, uh, and speaking of which, when we talk about Thursday, while we talk about the weather report, um, so Thursday looks like the worst day of the week as far as weather. Uh looks like we're gonna get like fifteen to like seventeen mile per hour winds for most of the day. And the winds are coming from the east northeast. That is gonna make the bear trap play really tough. Yeah, it's it's gonna be c- carnage on Thursday. So it's not like the front it's not like the front nine's easy there either. No, the front nine is very <laughs> difficult as well. Nothing is easy on this golf course. There's water everywhere. Like even the par fives are just like the like the par five eighteen. Like if you're an amateur here, like this is what you have to face off the box. You have a basically a pond all the way to the left. You have a giant lake all the way to the right. You have palm trees and deep rough all the way to the right. That's your first tee shot. We're probably not going for the green, you know, in two. No, over the water. So your layup zone is about 15 yards wide with bunkers all the way to the left and water to the right. Good. And then your next shot is again going to be over water, over bunkers to a green. Welcome to Florida. This is how these assholes design courses here. I I don't understand how people have fun at this place. Like you, like unless you're like under a five handicap, I don't see how playing PJ National is just enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's more for just like, hey, this is a really like awesome golf course. Like you know the holes. It's meticulously maintained. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, that's, that's it's, it's for status. It's yeah. absolutely for that's status. Like, right. I, you know, I belong to PGA National. But <laughs> right. I don't know. I just like, like, like sometimes I like watch these golf courses. And I'm like, would I want to play here? Like Rivera, I'd absolutely want to play here. Yeah. Like, I think I've kind of grown a little fond of TBC Scottsdale. Yeah. I, I think I want to play there. Pebble, I want to play. I have zero desire to play PGA National. Yeah, no, me either. Yeah. I'm good, so, I'm good with that. All right. Um, why don't we take a quick break and then uh we will start breaking so, down the bets. All right, sounds good. Well listen, WinBet has a massive college basketball contest. The grand prize winner will receive a reserved seating area, four seats at the world renowned Win Las Vegas and Sportsbook for the early round action of the college basketball tourney starting St. Patty's Day, March seventeenth and Friday, March eighteenth. As well as two rooms at the Win Las Vegas for a two night stay. In addition, they'll be awarded a thousand dollars in free bets on the on win bet. Uh, any win bet patron that places a minimum twenty five dollar wager on basketball games during the promotional period will become eligible for the prize. 
and players can take advantage of the offer immediately. And there's no limit to the number of entries that the patron can receive into the grand prize drawing. For example, if you wager a G on basket on college basketball during the promotional period, you'll get 40 entries. So listen, the offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions are at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And listen, as somebody who stayed at the win and a lot of time at the Winbet Sportsbook, it's a pretty good prize, man. Pretty good oh, prize. Of course, and they got and they got a great golf course there too. They can go play and they show. Yeah, it's, that's that's where they, they had the match. Yeah, they did. So and they got that giant waterfall behind the eighteenth hole. They do. Go watch that. And what's nice? There's a nice little restaurant right next to the uh, sportsbook, where if you're in the sportsbook or at the sportsbook bar, you can just order food from there and they bring it to you from over there. So it's a nice little spot. Now that's service. <laughs> uh, so I realized I forgot to finish the weather report after I got. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. That's National. fine. That's fine. I was like, all right. I all right. Well, Thursday, I guess Thursday's it. All right. Thursday's the only day we okay, got to worry well, about. So, so there actually <laughs> is something we should talk about. So as far right. as like. You know, sometimes whenever there's wind involved or bad weather, you want to stack your DFS lineup with your tea time splits. So it looks like all day Thursday, everyone's getting about the same wind, like, you know, 10, 15, 17 miles per hour. Friday, though, it looks like there's going to be some wind in the morning that dies down in the afternoon. So to me, it seems like maybe a P, like a AM, PM stack. Or no, PM, AM. Thursday, PM, Friday. No, I'm sorry. A.M. P.M. Yes. That's, I think, probably what you want to go for. Okay. So, but then over the weekend. Perfect. So we like that bad? Yeah, like 8 to 10 miles per hour. Uh, Saturday, the wind is still coming out of the east-northeast, so it's still going to make the bear trap play tough. But on Sunday, for the leaders, the wind is actually going to flip around completely, which actually will be very helpful to, well, you know what? It depends. So they're going to have a little bit more of a tailwind, which is probably going to take the water out of play. The problem is it's going to push all those balls into that back bunker, and then maybe they just get the ball rolling it, and they splash out of the bunker, and it rolls in. So I don't know. We'll see. But anytime you get a little bit of a tailwind, especially on that par five, that's going to make it a little more reachable. And two, maybe we get a little bit of fireworks on uh, on Sunday. All I want is a little bit of a sweat. I don't have back-to-back winners like you, Steve. I have I had some guys in and around the mix that were even in reality they weren't like a real sweat for me. You know what I mean? Like it was like oh Morikawa, nice eagle, and then yeah, that's all, that's all I got. Listen, so, everything everything always regresses to the mean. I'm gonna regress to the mean. You're gonna regress to the mean. Your time is coming, buddy. And speaking of which, why ain't go over who you bet this week as far as your outrights? Let's uh, recap all that. That's fine. We can do that. So I got Vegas at 65 to 1, Billy Ho at 24. Billy Ho's all the way down to like 16 in some spots, bro. Yeah, let's talk about him later. Yeah, whatever. Uh, there's, well, there's some there's some yeah, things yeah, yeah. going against his way, I think, just. Yeah, he's Billy there's, Ho. There's he's a, there's he's a Billy stench. Horschel and he's 16 to 1. There's a stench coming off Billy this week. What does that mean? You'll see. All right. All right. Um, and then Wolf, 45 to 1. Higo, 125 to 1. Matt Jones at 50, uh, Kirk at 80. And did I tell you I bet Woodland 66 last night? I can't remember. Yes, you did. Okay. I couldn't remember if you yelled at yeah, me on did. or off the pod. <laughs> I don't think I, I think I've just accepted that you're just going to keep betting with them. It's fine. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's your betting card. You do what you want to do. That's right. All right. So <clears throat> right at the top, I bet Shane Lauer 25 to one, which actually turned out to be a bad price because his number drifted 30. backwards. Yep. I saw a 33 on him. I actually took some of that out of principle. And <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah. I mean, I oh, couldn't yeah. cash out. His rooms was twenty five, and so I went to the thirty. So I just I like, like all right, I'm just gonna do a little more on thirty three. Just you know, that's a. I don't think it's a good number. And okay, you know, I just I, I for all the reasons I said last night with Shane Lowry going on tough golf courses, he's been hitting his irons really well. Hasn't been putting very well lately over the European Tour. I think maybe we can turn that around. Okay. Um, Alex Noren, forty to one. I talked about how you know he has a good track record here. He had. Hit the ball pretty well. Riviera just didn't put out that great. Just contended TPC Scottsdale. There's that TPC Twin Cities narrative that kind of got going in my brain. And would you take him at thirty to one? Because he's somebody who stuck out to me. Would you you take him? Would you take him at thirty? Yeah, probably. I just like him. You know, and one thing I I didn't mention with him too, like this is a Jack Nicholas design, and guys who hit left or right shots, shots do well. Like him do well, and. That's all the dude does. <laughs> he okay. just hits eights all day long. So I like that. And I'm going to che- check my local while you're doing that. And I actually, and I woke up, and I was thinking about Matthew Wolf this morning. And what I realized was, you know, I'm, like I just mentioned Alex Noren. He hits the ball left to right. Well, right. Matthew Wolf hits mostly a draw. So I don't love that. But Rory was good here, and he hits a draw. And I think sure. Ryan Palmer hits a draw. He's been pretty good here, although he burned you one year, and that's why you've sworn him off. But Thank you. Anyways, with Matthew Wolf, I made the case last night where, you know, he's won TBC Twin Cities before, so if you're worried about him winning at or doing well at a golf course with a lot of water, a lot of penal places, well, he won there. Right. And I've seen him when you – like, it's going to depend on him actually – doing the strategy like i think i tried to talk about how he can take driver out of his hands at pj west yeah he didn't do it didn't say what you did it so if he does that this week though and does a little more positional golf takes his driving iron just puts it out there i can see good things for him you know matthew wolf the plotter you know what's good uh, i'm also on vegas at 60 to 1 with you i just you know the ball striking has been really good he's been really good here finished second three times last year you know at some point he just you know, you do roll the dice, man. Yep. Also on Chris Kirk, 75 to one, you know, I, I can see him taking like a Michael Thompson, like blueprint and doing well here. Uh, he find like he'd been hitting the ball pretty well all year. Finally putted pretty well. You know, let's keep it rolling. And he, and he content, he was in the mix last year, had a bad Sunday. Maybe he could do a little better. And then <clears throat> my two bombs were Taylor kind of just 130 to one. I kind of see him maybe in like a Keith Mitchell type mold where just yeah, a big bomber puts well on Bermuda. Um, he's, you know, before last week he was hitting his irons pretty good, but it's Riviera that can really trip up some rookies sometimes. Maybe in a place like this, it's a little more just straightforward. Just the objective, just don't hit it in the water. Hit yeah. it straight. And I think he could do that. And like, you know, he played pretty well with a really tough Bermuda. Yeah. And then I followed John Garrick, Higo, 110 to one. Oh. Um, yep. I mean, like th- that was a, like, I guess I'm thinking about it. If like a cam champ can win TPC twin cities, why can't Garrick Higo win a PJ national? Yeah, it didn't have kind of the same thing. What? Which one did he go winning on the Florida swing? Yeah, uh, he, he won. He won on Congaree. It's Congaree. I made that same mistake last night. Same. same I said the same fucking shit last night. You said it actually twice. I corrected you the first time. I didn't correct you the second time. Although I'm not sure. Maybe the second time you were joking. I think I was breaking your balls the second time. You might have another balls the second time. Okay. So, all right. So then those are my two bombs. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, if Hago wins, all the credit to you because you did <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into it. Do yeah. you want to talk about kind of like any adjustments you made to your betting card this week? Like, like process wise, like not as like as far as like what you were on, what you tried sure. targeting, like any adjustments to like units and stuff like that. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I, so I did. I maybe scaled back the units a little bit. Uh, I definitely scaled back the units on the on the top tens and twenties because typically I'll either football bet or half football bet those because the the juice is never worth the squeeze to me, right? Um, and this is just a place where you could get ejected at any fucking moment. Like I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like a great. It doesn't seem like a great positional. At least pre-tournament, like maybe you can maybe you can catch the book sleeping on Friday and Saturday uh, when you can see some guys doing something. But even then, like you still have the option of a blowout. Uh, they can eject on a Saturday or a Sunday. I, I really did not like the positional props this week. The, the matchups pre-tournament to me, it's all this. I mean, to me, it's the same. Like I mean, you're trying to predict four days um, of head-to-head matchups is very difficult to do in the first place. So it, it didn't matter that much. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely reeled back uh, the number. I, the number of I'm back to my old ways this week on on positional props and as far as like matchups, I didn't I didn't tail back the units, but I uh, I probably went a little lighter on how many I put out. Okay, uh, I scaled back my unit size about fifteen twenty percent this week. That's not bad. Uh, you know, it, part of the reason why is I'm expecting like three or four of my outrights just get completely blown dead over the weekend. Right, exactly. And so I save a little money for if I want to bet something live over the weekend, I got some budget there. I only I only did three matchups. Usually I ha- I like I present three on the show and I have like a couple more just sitting <laughs> yep. in inventory. I didn't do that because actually I think the matchup's just a giant crapshoot and. If I'm just looking at the matchup and I don't really see an edge on either side, I'm not going to just bet it for the sake of betting. So, and then positional props, um, I mean, for volume wise, about the same, but again, like I scale back my unit size, my target units that I actually want to win, which scale back how much I want to bet. Um, but I did do something I don't usually do, uh, with some like miscellaneous props that we can talk about a little bit. Yep. Nice. So. Why don't we kick it off with matchups? So, Boston Capper, what's the first matchup that you uh, bring to the table this week? So, I have two matchups against this guy. And I know he's done well here. But I'm going to stay on brand. And I'm going to go Usti over Tommy Fleetwood. It's minus 120. I just, I don't, they're not, they're not the same realm of golfer right now. Was he got one top twenty over in Saudi? No, he finished. Uh, I mean, do you want to count the fall series? No, he had he had second. As he, okay, then fine. I think it was a, <laughs> yeah, like a no. Well, well hold, hold 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 on. He finished top ten as Zozo. That doesn't count. That does count. It does not count. Of course. It, why doesn't that count? I don't know. It just doesn't. You, all right. Did, did, so Hideki didn't win that tournament. No, he did. Okay, so why doesn't the top ten count for Tommy Fleetwood? Because that's my nerd. Okay, but well, there you go. Fine. I'm talking to a child. <laughs> I just do that to piss you off. I forgot about the Zozo. I really did forget about the Zozo. Okay. Um, but I don't care. I don't give a shit. Usti's such a better golfer, especially on a course like this. I know he has good finishes here, and this seems Florida seems to be the only place where Tommy Fleetwood can show up in the United States. But I don't care. I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going Usti. He lives in Florida, plays there. This seems like the perfect course for him. He's my FOMO that I missed for my outright. The number's way too short now. I even went back this morning. Like I was like, woke up, literally woke up this morning, pulled up the the app, and I was like, oh, I gotta fuck. I gotta go bet Usti. I can't fucking not bet Usti. And he was already too short. And I was like, fuck. So he's my. Big, a, I'm sorry, can I, yeah, I, no, I, go ahead. no, no, no. He's, he's my big FOMO. Well, now, well, now I'm going on like a uh, a tangent about uh, Tommy Fleetwood here. So, what did you think about Andy Lack declaring that Tommy Fleetwood delivered the greatest round he'd ever seen at Shinnecock Hills? I mean, who am I to say not? I mean, it was a great round, right? But that's exactly what it was—a round. 
<laughs> and was that could that possibly have been the it's the best round he has seen in person? I don't know fucking what Andy's seen in person. You know what I mean? Like I have mm-hmm. no idea. I will say I will say this. I'm gonna put a little asterisk on that. So remember, that was the one where everybody complained on Saturday that the greens were way too tough and way too Oh yeah, tough. and they softened up. So yeah, they, that's right. they watered, watered they yeah. watered it that that Sunday and then hit Fleetwood, Reed, Fowler. All those guys went off the morning. They put up like 500, 600, 700 rounds. Listen, like anytime you do that at Shinnecock Hills with Tommy yeah. Fleetwood, did, what do you shoot like 63 on Sunday? That's great. 63, yeah. But then the wind kicked up and it firmed up and everybody yeah, got blown out. Yeah, got blown out. So, but yeah, and like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, what was Andy like 12 when he watched that fucking, when he, when he, when he, when he saw that round? How long? It was 2018. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. So he was like 16. Four years ago. <laughs> so, the, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, whatever. You see it in person, it does feel different. You know what I mean? Like, it does feel different. You feel like, oh my God, how is this guy taking a path this golf course like this? But yeah, whatever, man. I'll joke aside. That, that was a great round. That shot he hit in the 18 was super impressive because by then it was starting to get really difficult. He hit a big sweeping draw and I think he hit like 10 feet, although then he missed the putt. Yeah. But it was a great approach shot, Tommy. Great you know what? I, I mean, that's when I that's when I like that's when I was with everybody else, and I like Fleetwood, and I wanted Fleetwood to win. And I'm pretty sure that was one of the things that started to turn me, being like, this fucking guy can't win. Yeah. I feel like well, well, because he came on the scene in 2017, Aaron Hills, and he backed up in 2018. And then I think he was everybody. I think everybody picked him for the Open Championship. Yeah. And yeah. Nope. Ever since then. So all right. Well, then my first matchup. I, you're not going to like this. Of course not. So I talked about it with how these rookies are going to be really up and down and how, listen, I think Cameron Young's a good player. He has two runner finishes so far in his young career, but on a golf course where I feel like he's volatile and where there's a lot of trouble, Luke, and listen, like he can spray it off the tee, even with the lesson driver golf, you know, in his hand. And he's never seen this place before. There's definitely potential for blow up. And he's paired up with a guy I really like this week. He's paired up with Alex Noren, and I got Alex Noren minus one ten over Cam Young. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can't hate that. I mean, yeah. that's that's perfectly like what you just said. Perfectly sound logic. Can't hate it at all. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I feel like that one may be over by Friday, and even so, like it just these guys are gonna be up and down. And I think that that's that's a li- I think that's a little too much respect for Cam Young. All right, that's so. fine. I mean, I think he, I think Young, like I said, I think Young has been in good form, and like I said, I really like the stones he showed on Sunday, man. I really did. I know you did. Um, so, but I'm I'm actually writing that one down. I didn't see that at either. I, I don't I don't I don't know if you're gonna find that one. Yeah, my local has weird ones though that like I'll find that no one else in the country has. I don't even know where he finds the shit. All um, right. all right, why don't you go with the next one? All right, so uh, with this, with, we're betting upside, right? That's what we're doing. So I'm gonna go ahead and take Wolf over Reed, uh, and I'm only laying one ten. That's it. Oh wow, that's a good price. Yeah, it's a great price, right? I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't trust. I like Wolf as we. I don't trust him though. I don't trust him either. But I'm gonna. I literally, I stopped scrolling the matchups immediately. Bet that, and then went back to keep scrolling matchups. Okay. Because Patrick Reed is like, I, listen, I don't, I don't care. Like, like he, he, you said he's playing with a two hundred dollar driver. You can keep that in the bag this week. A two hundred dollar driver, and, and his irons are trashed. And he can hit a six year old uh, three wood all day. Yeah, yeah, dude. No, like I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't care. I completely do not believe in Reed, and this will probably be the week where he comes out because all of us are saying it. Fucking, he sucks. He's trash. Blah blah blah. And he's gonna come out and do something. But I don't. I really don't think he is. Um, I think that 
equipment change has been bad for him, and his play has just been trash. There's been not you can't say anything good about his play. Nothing. He makes not, not not in the calendar year 2022. No, no you cannot. No. So I'm taking I'm taking Wolf, somebody who I believe in his upside, and I think he's got as much talent as Patrick Reed. He's a younger cat, obviously. Like he's not as accomplished as he is, but um, if I believe Wolf is the better golfer at this point, even though he's just as volatile, but give me the minus 110 over somebody who I think can actually win the tournament versus who I think is going to have a hard time making the cut. Okay. All right. I'm cool with that. So my next matchup, there's – and now we're going to talk about Billy Horschel. Okay. And that, and that stench coming off him. All right, come on. I've seen him, his name for – to win the tournament in a lot of popular non-gambling, but we're doing a gambling article spots. Oh, no, not, it's not a, a lot. He's not mush though. I mean, I think just, is he the second mush? The other guy that you talked to me about? No, it's no, it's, it's not quite that. It just, no. I, I've, I've seen him like using the same stuff that you kind of talk about Florida guys playing well, like he's going to do all right here, but like, like again, Billy Horschel is not bulletproof at this place. He has his no. cuts here, and this is also a guy where if a couple things go wrong, oh early, goodbye, it baby, is, it is going to be <laughs> over for him. Oh yeah, and he's been doing a lot of this with a putter lately. Yep, and the iron's been kind of up and down. The ball striking's been up and down, and I like Shane Lowry a lot this week. And Shane Lowry's an underdog to him, so I got Shane Lowry plus one hundred over Billy Horschel. All right, that's fine. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't. It. You, you don't. You. We just ran Lowry this week. I think you got a personal. It's yeah. It's from the. Him, it's from the Ryder yeah, Cup. Him whining about the fucking Ryder Cup. I know. Yeah. That, that, that takes a lot for an Irish guy to get on your bad side. It really does. It, 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 you know what? You say that, but not really. Like I just. I. I people in general irritate me. So. Um. <laughs> but. But yeah. I mean, look. I, and I think Lowry's catching a ton of steam. By the way. Uh, I mean, his number's going backwards, so that doesn't suggest it is. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I've heard his name, uh, or I've seen his name on Twitter a bunch. But uh, anyway, <laughs> all right. How many golf golf t- touts are there on Twitter? Like a, a, a million? A, a lot. A fucking okay. lot. Right. A lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Why are you going with your third matchup? All right. So, um, I still got two more I want to talk about after this because I I bet one and I have two more that I want to talk about. Well, okay. One one more that I bet. So I went Knox over over Westwood. I didn't want to play Knox. In DK because he's so fucking expensive. Well, not expensive, so popular. Um, and I don't really like him outright, but good player in the wind, good course history here against old man Westwood, who clearly, like, I don't know, man. Like, what's he been doing over in Europe? Anything? Actually, he hasn't been all that bad. Yeah. So he did, he was T21 Saudi, T32 at the Desert Dubai Classic, which actually is a decent field, T20 at Abu Dhabi. Okay. It's not, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't, there's a reason why Knox is super chalky, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd rather just take him in a matchup versus an outright positional prop or anything like that. And that's who he was matched up against in Westwood. And uh, he's also Andercurst. Yeah. Uh, you know, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't hate that. I think the the high level analytics don't really like Westwood this week because they look at a lot of his long term. Uh, he's got a good course history there, though. He does. He finished. Uh, I mean, a lot of that I think is mostly older. Although you know what, a couple of years ago he finished like top five. Yeah. So, all right. That's, Whatever. That's, I'm just gonna say. And, and, and so look, the juice is heavy on the heavier side of matchups. Is one thirty. Okay. All right. I, I don't hate that. So my third matchup is. So I know I talked about Nikolai Hoygaard last night. I, I kind of pumped up a little bit, you know, compared to the Luke list, but yeah. 
this is his first time over the United States, and those guys just don't see these types of golf courses with just lots of water. And I understand, like, the the Europeans tend to do a little better over here as far as, like, you know, the type of style. But, like, this is just, like, he's not going to see it, you know, a whole lot. So he's up against Ian Poulter, who we didn't really talk about a whole lot last night, where – you know, I mean, like, he's been really up and down. He's kind of been alternating between good performances, bad performances. But he did have, I think, a top 10 at the uh, Abu Dhabi Championship, which was pretty windy. It was pretty firm. It was pretty difficult. Uh, at the Yas Golf Links, which actually was pretty enjoyable to watch that place. And he's got a good history here. He, uh, I think the year that Patrick Harrington won this tournament, um, he probably should have won it. And actually, you can go on YouTube and find a clip of him just shanking the ball completely into the pond. Um, I think I'm 16, and you hear Johnny Miller talk about, like, you know, he's got nerves and everything like that. So I I went with Ian Poulter, minus 110 over Nikolai Hoygaard. He's got to prove it to me that he can actually come to a, you know, golf course in, in the United States and against the best field he's probably ever been up against, even got to like, be right. Well, I mean, actually, it's probably it's probably just overall it's the best field, but like he's been against top heavy fields. But yeah. even though it's like like even though it's like like he's got the win recently, but his four performances this year are cut, cut, win, cut. Sweet. Yeah, and he actually <laughs> got a little bit of steam. So like so at one point. I think he actually went from like a minus 105 dog to like a minus 115 favorite. Like everybody early, thought he was Luke. Like everybody he thought he was jumped on that early, and now it kind of leveled out at, since then. But I just, for me, I, he's got to prove it. So I got Poulter minus 110 over him, and that's it. I don't have any other matches with inventory. So if you got any more, I do. Can, I do. Okay, so, let's talk it. Let's talk it through. Let's we'll go yeah. on the psychiatrist chair. Let's go. All right. So I told you I love ZJ this week, right? You do. Do. He's getting plus 140 over Ricky Fowler. All right. That's – I don't like that. Why? I – first of all, ZJ didn't find my betting card at all. I tried to find him. I just – I couldn't. Okay. I just, I don't trust ZJ. Do you trust Ricky? He's with at least water? Been hitting, he's at least been hitting the ball pretty good. It's been the putter that has been very good. Okay. That's 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 my hold up with him. The irons have been pretty good. He's a, he's been scrambling pretty well. He just has lost it. But like if this is, I don't know. I just I feel like that's getting a little too cute. But, no, okay. I, all right. And I, did, you, did you lose doing that last week by fading Ricky? Did you bet Kucher against him? You lost. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you did. Unless you didn't. Unless I talked you out of it. Yeah, you want to take Kucher over Fowler. And I, I, either I talked I you out think, of it. I think you did talk me out of it. I was like, I don't okay, care. well, good, because that would have ended up losing. Good job. All right, fine. I guess I'll listen. Hold on. Now I'm going back and looking. Listen, yeah. man, you do what you want. I'm just giving you No, no, no. Wait. Was that last week? Whatever. Just continue. Sorry. Now I'm looking at my notes. Uh, <laughs> the, the, um, and then, so this one, this one I've already bet, and it's just Billy Horschel over Tommy Fleetwood as well. And it's minus 115. <laughs> okay. Because, fuck it. You're not going to like something that's coming down the pipe for me, then. That's fine. I don't care. Like, like, listen, I, I, I know he has a great course history here. I just, it's, I, whatever. I don't care. Um, okay. and then All this right. one, this one is just to tweak you. I haven't bet it yet, but I really think I might bet it. It's Vegas over your boy Henrik at minus one twenty. 
whatever. I mean, Henrik is, first of all, he might take the Saudi money. So, all right, kind of on my bad side. Yeah. Second of all, he just hasn't been playing good. Like, yeah. he's, he, he might be washed. And there was that brief glimpse last year. Oh, I know. When he brought the, when he brought his three wood back. Yeah, but he's, it's, it's gone back. It's, it's right. gone back the other way. Like, I, he showed flashes, I think, towards the end of last summer. Like, I think he had a couple top tens in a row, but it, it's gone downhill since. So okay. I don't, I don't necessarily mind that play. All right. Okay. That's All terrifying. Right. That's terrifying. Now I'm definitely not betting that. <laughs> I think you, you said you already bet that. No, no, I said I haven't bet it yet. I was just doing oh. it to tweak you, but I want to bet it. Then go bet it. But you're your own man. You just signed off on a against Stenson bet. I don't know. I'm not the like, Saudi government. You go do what you want, man. It feels like feels like bad juju. I don't know if I'm gonna bet that now. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All right, why don't we take a break and we'll uh, continue going at it? All right, listen, did you know that browsing online and using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without ad security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on limited devices, uh, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming. Uh, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. And IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing the world. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back back on the brand rated 4.6 out of five stars on Trustpilot. So. Go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promo, promo code SGP and claim 70% off saving. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right. Positional props time. This is going to be ugly. Yeah. I got it. All right. Uh, top 10 props. Why don't you go first? I got two. It's two. Okay. I, I got two. Matt, Matt Jones. Because I know you don't like him this week. I like him this week. Especially if the wind's going to be up on a Thursday. And it makes me feel even better that he's teeing off on an AM and then he's going to go off on the PM stack on a Friday. Okay. So I actually, in my column, I, uh, I talked about Matt Jones and I want to expand a little bit of what we talked about last night. Okay. Come on. Following yeah, up. Expand it. Yeah. All right. So over the last, since the start of the 2019, 2020 season, he's had eight top 15 finishes. Here's okay. what he did in the very next start. Four missed cuts, four finishes out that's outside the top 50. A T26 of the Masters, and he withdrew. Yeah, is that good? That's not good. That's not great, Bob. I don't think that's great. No, that's, what, that's not great. But what was his last finish? It wasn't a T15. What it was, was it? a T15. Damn, it was a 15. I thought it was, it right. was a 15th. Damn. Well, I don't care. Whatever. Best laid. Um, <laughs> and then, so I bet him outright. This is a guy who, you know, it's 8-1 to one for a top 10. Higo. So I'm off. Like, I mean, 8-1 eight, eight, eight for Higo for a top 10. Like, I can definitely see him doing it. I think he can possibly win as a long shot. Why can't he hit a top 10 here as long as he doesn't blow up hole? Um, I like his profile for this course. And yeah, that's it, man. Okay. I, I like that one. Yeah. So, all right. So I have zero top 10s. <laughs> nice. And the reason why I looked at the odds boards and I'm just like, A, I don't trust any of these guys. B, 
if I do, I kind of want a little longer runway because who's to say somebody, when these guys like T8 and he hits one in the water on 18 and then it just drops out. That, that can absolutely Absolutely happen. happen. And I'm going to be absolutely triggered. So I don't have any. And I don't, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I didn't, I didn't like any of the top tens this week. That's fine. I, I moved down to top 20s. It's not as sexy of prices, but I like the guys I'm on. So why don't I just go first with my top 20s then? So we talked about a little bit earlier, like <laughs> there's not many guys I trust. If I could name one guy, I guess I trust the most to kind of just grind out a halfway decent finish. It's Louis. So Louis is squeezing top 20 plus 110. I think that's reasonable. I think that gives a lot of leeway as far as him, like maybe get off to a slow start, kind of grinding things out over the weekend. I don't mind that. I looked at all the other guys up at the top, like, like Burger could withdraw. Sung Jay could go in the water five times in a round. Billy Horschel, we're going to talk about him a little bit later. And then Brooks, like, I, I know I like him, but like, I didn't have the stones to just like go top 10. And like, then at that point, it seems like it's either all or nothing with Brooks. Yeah, so I just settle on Louie for top 10 at, or top 20 plus 110. And then I dipped down a little bit. I got over two to one on these guys. I actually like the prices. So I like Keith Mitchell a lot this week. I think he's a good player. Uh, I think his iron's been coming around. He's already won here. He's, he's putting really well in Bermuda lately. You know, he has a great track record on hard golf courses. So I got top 20 to him plus 210. And then I really like Shane Lowry this week. I got top 20 to him plus 220. Again, I think both are reasonable. I think Lowry's going to be the mix. I already talked about earlier. I like him on harder golf courses. He's been playing well. He's been hitting his irons great. I like him a lot this week. at over two to one for a top 20. I thought that was reasonable. Like it. Okay. All right. What about you? So top 20, I only have one. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Just one. Because none of it moves. And I, like you said, uh, literally a water ball on Sunday could just completely ruin everything. So I just took Vegas at plus 200, top 20. I feel like that was fine. Okay. Set them out right, top 20, plus 200, two to one, throw 50 bucks on it, whatever. Okay. Co- yeah. Co- I, co- cover some outrights. I consider that for a top 20, I, I laid off a little bit. He's, it's a lot of popularity on DFS this week for him. And I'm just, I don't care. He's little, my boy. A little worried. He's my boy. I know he's your boy. I get it. <laughs> so, all right. Why don't we take our break and then we'll, uh, Start closing out our uh, our betting card. All right, sounds good. Listen, there's never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, the daily fantasy style app where you can play for free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as 15k with one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, you don't need to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select and build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com, and multiple games are offered each day with free weekly games at tracks all over the U.S. So get on the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your boys to come play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in a stable. We'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win. All right. Why don't we talk about first round leader stuff first? Because I know you're you're Jones and go on that. Yeah, what's funny is is like I I got like I had too many. <laughs> you always do. No, I try to set myself to ten. Okay. I try to set myself I, to ten. I, I I appreciate the discipline of only doing ten. Dude, if you think about it, man, I mean, uh, dude, kidding. Uh, yeah. Easy, easy. I'm busting balls. It's okay, <laughs> okay, buddy. You don't have to get I defensive. 
I know. I just had too many, and I'm like, fuck. I didn't know which ones to cross off. But so, all right. All right well, hold I, on. Can I do, can I do? Yeah, the, give the, yeah, give the thing. For, okay. Yeah, yeah. So here's the trend. So, uh, and this held last year. Um, basically, ten of the last thirteen guys, either if they had to share the first lane or so or solo, started on one. And the rationale behind that is, um, look, like if you're starting on ten, like you have the bear trap looming, and that's a really difficult stretch. Maybe you're not quite settled into the round yet. Let's say on number, you know, listen, the front nine is really difficult. You can screw it up. But let's say, you know, you get through the front nine at like three under, four under. And then you're kind of just like, all right, let's just white knuckle it. Let's score where we can. Let's get through the bear trap. I'm warmed up. Let's go. And then maybe you close out with a birdie on 18. So eight of the nine of the last nine years, uh, the guy who started on one, at least either had a share or just solo. Uh, the AM PM split, it's split. Uh, last seven has been the AM six and the PM, but I think because, um, well, I mean, the wind conditions on Friday are basically the same. I don't know. Maybe shade towards AM just because who knows? Maybe the wind doesn't really kick up until a little bit later. You can get a little bit of a lucky break. Uh, but I think you should, you know, probably stack both, uh, both waves, but guys are going on one. Yep. I like it. And because of that, I only have, I think I only have two guys on 10. Um, I got okay. distracted with the children running around. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I was, I was writing down 10, but then I don't know what happened after that. Um, so I got Straka because he's always there. Just the, if I don't bet him, he's going to take out one of my other guys. Like okay. I, I, I truly feel that. Um, and then I got, uh, Michael Thompson, 66. I, I love Zach Johnson this week. I think he could absolutely be a first round leader here. Plodding around knows the course. He's 80 to one. He's going off on 10 though. Uh, Hughes. Talk about just whatever. You can make 600 feet of putts in one, in one round. Why not? Uh, going back to Svensson, he's a really good long iron player. Um, I feel like he plays well in the wind. Um, so if the wind wait, is. Wait, picking, hold on. Uh, based on what? Based on my gut, sir. Based on these Canadian? Yeah. They got those, you know, it's windy. Whipping winds up in the Yukon territory. Fuck yeah, it's windy, dude. Yeah. Okay. You see no snow drifts up there? I literally live in Rochester, New York. Of course I have. <laughs> yeah. The right. snow yeah. just melted and then we're getting more on Friday. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, it's only February, you're getting more snow. Um, we got, we got a 45 degree day. Oh, all right. All right. heat wave. Was that from Muppets Christmas Carol? Maybe. All right. Just continue. All right. And I guess your boy Norin, uh, you really sold me on him this week. So I'm on him first round leader and I really think I'm going to take him outright as well. That's why I asked you if you'd still take him at 30. Um, goes off in the AM. On the one. So, yeah, I like that. I think I'm going to get down on Norn as well. And then I like him outright. Uh, I'm definitely taking Johnny Vegas first round leader because that is definitely his MO. Somebody can get out to a hot start and they just fucking blow up. So give me some Vegas at 50. Uh, and then the FOMO for Usti for what was he? 16 to one now in most books. I can get yeah. a first, ra- first round leader, 33 to one. He can definitely do it. He can go out there and plot and go five, six under on the first day. Uh, so I like that. Same thing with Matt Wolf. Uh, bet him out right. I'm not going to not take him for first round leader, uh, at 45. And then, uh, you were really high on Keith Mitchell. I'm not so high on him, but I've heard you. I think Andy liked him too. Um, when you guys talked yesterday. So I'm, I'll take Mitchell at 40. And then, uh, I'm taking my boy Vegas at 66, man. Um, okay. This just seems I I don't know. This just seems like a course you can play well at. At least, yeah. at least first round leader. Okay. All right. That is quite the menu of first round leaders. Uh, do you have any other like other props like any other positional like, wa- nationality stuff like that? I I didn't do any of that. I wanted to take 
Pat Reed to miss the fucking cut. Okay. But it was only it was only plus one fifty. And I don't feel like that's worth it. It's actually a decent price compared to what some analytics think it is. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk offline about like what they project. So But dude, I mean as bad as he's played, has he missed the cut yet? Here's a well Well, no. he missed the cut last week. No, he didn't. He did. He no, he did week. not. Patrick, you want a charity bet this? No, definitely not. You're right. He, he did. You're right. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. I talked there about you him last night. You're right. Okay. No, he missed the cut. No, he didn't play well at Tory. He didn't play well at Amex. I mean, there's no cut at Century Tournament Champions, but I I think he's gonna finish like I he's nowhere on my betting card, but like I think he missed he, I think he makes the cut this week. Right. And that's why it's like it's not worth it to me. Like I'm plus one fifty. It, it seems too obvious. Yeah. Like uh like no, no thanks. I'll pass. Okay. Alright. Well I got a couple of positional props that we'll talk about. Um so I want a little bit more leeway about Chris Kirk. I like him a lot this week. Uh, I don't love the top 30s. I haven't really had a lot, of, a lot of success doing those, but I got Chris Kirk top 30 plus 180. I think it's reasonable for him. I think it's a decent price. A okay. little bit of runway in case he decides to blow up on Sunday again. I think he's playing well, and I like him this week. I mean, I bet him outright, so, you know, why don't we go top 32? Okay. And then the top 40s, these are really squeamish. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't trust these guys at all, but... There are some things I kind of like about all of them, so let's go. I already talked about Brendan Todd. I know his course history stinks here, but he hasn't played here since 2016. That was also when, like, he was literally topping balls and, like, slicing it three fairways over and was about to start a pizzeria chain for himself. And then he's just been playing good. Like, he's been hitting the ball really well over his last three tournaments. He had a top 20 finish at Pebble. He had a top 30 finish at Waste Magic Famous Open. And I think that's also another type of guy I can do, like Michael Thompson impression for a good finish. I got him top 40 plus 160. Uh, I really like Mark Hubbard. I always like Mark Hubbard. I'm not, I'm not a fair, I'm not fair and balanced when it comes to Mark Hubbard. I've always respected his game and maybe it's just because I've always been on saying, oh, he's going to win a tournament and he never does. He's back on the corn fairy tour. He's lost status. But, uh, no, I mean, listen, like he, he's a good iron player, scrambles well. He's generally a good putter. That plays well here. I think he does have like a top 20 finish, I think a couple of years ago here. So yeah, top 40 okay. plus 200. Right. Nick, Nick Taylor was god awful at Phoenix, but before that he was a top 40 machine. Mm-hmm. And now he's a top 40 plus 200 at a golf course where he does, I think he's got a miscut in a top 30. Hey, that's 50%, baby. That's okay. I like so, it. All right, top 40 plus 200. Uh, David Lipsky. Now we're going really bottom of the barrel. God. Do you even know who that is, David Lipsky? The name is familiar from dumpster diving in the 6K range for DFS for five years. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a guy who has <laughs> been playing okay lately. I think he's got a couple top 40 finishes recently. And he, you know, I talk about how, well, he's American, but I talk about how Europeans tend to do really well over here. He's a, he's, he was on the European tour a lot over uh, for a couple of years like that's actually where he got started he went he tried going the brooks kepka route of going the european tour coming over here didn't really quite pan out for him but he's got some good finishes in his career i think he finished like top 10 at like wgc mexico at one point and like i i like for top 40 plus 250 he's in his irons pretty well lately i think he's like scrambling pretty good too i'm good with that and then i talked about ryan armor last night i like him a lot i he's been playing a little better lately just an accurate guy. He's in his irons pretty good. He's always hit his intermediate irons pretty well too. Better putter in Bermuda. Uh, top forty plus two ninety. So yeah, these are pretty squeamish. And then uh, 
Let's go to some miscut props. Right, so I, I, I did my toes in that. So what I just, as we've talked about tonight, there are going to be bombs, big bombs this week. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I just decided to do was just take some guys I'm kind of lukewarm on and look at the ownership in DFS and just say, who's going to crap in everybody's cereal this week? Okay. So let's start right at the top. Sung JM. Let's say, listen, everybody's due for a miscut at some point. How about miscut for Sung JM plus 350? Maybe things don't really go his way on Thursday and he kind of plays his way out of it. Kind of like what he did to Sony. Okay. How about a miscut for Billy Horschel? I don't like well, it. Plus 240. Hate it. I know you hate it because you're on Billy. (laughs) But I absolutely can see it going really wrong. He is so popular in DFS. So popular. I know. Dude, whatever. He was my first bet Monday morning, man. I know it is. But, like, you know, one of those guys is going to bomb, and I don't trust his ball striking. He's been doing all with a putter, and I've seen his name float around a whole lot of places where you don't really want to see his name come out. So, plus 240 on Billy Horschel. Uh, Christian Bizet and Hoot is mushed. And look, like him. I under, I, he's, he's oh, mush. The big mush? The yeah, big mush? Yeah, just trust me. Man. He's mush. You can say his name. Everyone on golf Twitter knows who it is. It's you the Sobel know. curse. It's the Sobel curse. I don't care. He, he, he knows about the Sobel curse. There's no way somebody who's this tapped into social media doesn't realize golf Twitter waits for him to put out a pick and then fade it. Fine, you, fine. He would have to be so obtuse that it's in, it's infathomable to me. He absolutely understands. He knows it, just like Anderkurs knows it. He knows it. Okay. Well, I'm trying to be polite. Anyways, well, he's mushed. The big mush. <laughs> and, listen, he was bad last week at Riviera. Like, I think, I know he is irons well, but, like, off the tee was a mess. Scrambling's a mess. Putting was a mess. Yeah. And I know he's done well on some of these shorter, like, or not shorter, like, these tougher Bermuda golf courses, like the Bay Hill. Like, I think he had, like, that one magical round of players before COVID ruined everything. Um but yeah, I mean, listen, between the mush and I like the price, miscut plus 190 for Christian Bazain, who maybe he just kind of like, this is a little bit of a downturn for him. Sure. And then it seems like just talking to Andy Lack last night, it seems like everybody's just decided they're going to crown Mito Pereira this week. Okay. And I know he played really well at Riviera, like everything looked great. And just kind of what I talked about last night, like anytime you get a guy who just checks all the boxes, and gets a bunch of steam on DFS, and it just ruins everything. So you know what? Meet a prayer, miscut, plus 160. Maybe he does a little bit what he did at Phoenix and just hits it in the water a couple times and just doesn't make the weekend. Okay. What do you think about Neiman missing the cut at plus 250? You know, I actually think he can play okay here. Okay. Yeah. No, I had to, you know, I, if you want to bet it, go for it. Like, I, what I tried to do was just take guys who I thought were popular. And just do that. Like, like I thought about the Lee Westwood Miss Cup. And I'm like, nah, he's not popular enough. Maybe he's actually going to like, you know, sneak up on everybody and actually do well do this well. week. No, I, I wanted like, well, I took him in a matchup, so he surely okay. will. Well, there you go. No, I just wanted guys <laughs> who were popular on DFS that seemed like they're picking up a lot of steam that I was already lukewarm on and just say, you know what? Let's have some fun with it. Miss Cup, baby. Let's root for some water balls. Like it. All right. Uh, why don't we take another break and then we'll do one and done. My favorite. All right, so brought to you by PropSwap. So 
where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, Prop Swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are high. So go to go get to your sports book, buy a handful of tickets, and list them on PropSwap. Remember, only one team needs to make a run, and that ticket will pay for the rest. PropSwap has thousands of buyers all across the country, and you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bet. So go hurry up and download the app today. PropSwap app has fantastic features like filtered listed tickets so you can find the best value and activity fees so you can stay in the know for all the big sales and red hot tickets and the loyalty rewards program that turns your tickets into sales and extra bonus cash and the most important thing, a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. So Go join the real sports bettors on PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. And once again, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Now listen, uh, I know we were begging you guys for reviews before. That doesn't mean stop. Just keep going. Get us some more reviews, man. Spread the word. Tell your families. And, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Let's grow. Let's grow the DJ family. Yeah, we absolutely we read we read every uh, review we get, and uh, we, we appreciate all your comments, even if they're we good do. or bad. We just appreciate it. We've only had one bad. We've only had one bad comment. It wasn't even that bad. It was bad enough to make me. I well, it triggered you, but you know what? He said it politely. It's okay. Give a shit. You can tell somebody with just because you say with all due respect, and then you insult somebody, it, it doesn't doesn't take away what you say after with all due respect. Okay. Well, you know what? Whoever <laughs> left the three star review, hey, thank you for saying thanks at least at the end. I appreciate it. Steve liked it. I hated it. Go fuck yourself. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? That's why we work. All right. We're on different ends of the spectrum. All right. One and done. <laughs> so I've I've just I've said his name a lot this week. I've laid out a good case for him. He's okay. on my betting card a whole lot this week. I, maybe I should just make it my one and done pick. And you know what? If it bombs out, this is a, I've been doing pretty well recently. This is a low purse anyways. Like I think 10th gets like maybe a hundred grand or so. Oh, it's, it's not a lot. Basically you're shooting for the winner or just bust. So Shane Lowry, that's my one and done pick. Uh, okay. I don't really see another place I would actually use him on the schedule. So while we just go with him, I like him a lot. I'm just going to push all in on him. I'm going Billy Ho. Because fuck it, I don't care. I suck at one and done. No one should follow any of my picks on one and done. Uh, I started good. I, I dude, I started dude, good. It's like, early. I don't care. It's, it's all you need is one win, and you're right back in it. It's the same bullshit for me. I, I just I'm not not good at one and done. That's that's the same thing with me with poker, man. I'm not good on the first buy, and I'm better off the second buy. Just God, the way it works. It's such a loser mentality. Well, it's not. I'm it's from not. a Patriots fan. You're a bunch of winners, and you're just saying, all right, I just suck at it. All right, take my ball and go home. Listen, I know what I'm good at. Here's what you got to do when you're a grown-up. You have to realize what you're good at and what you're not good at, and you have to focus on the things you are good at to make the money, right? Like, that's it. Like, I'm not good at one of them. I enjoy it. I play it. I get it. I almost didn't even do it this year. Because That's I, true. I, I had to convince you to do it. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. I'm just, I'm just wasting money. Like, I'm not, like, cause I don't think fucking 10 tournaments ahead, who I'm going to use, who I'm not going to use, per size. I don't think about any of that. I'm just like, who do I like this week? I'm going to pick him. You know, that's actually an okay strategy, too. Yeah. Cause if you just pick guys you like and they end up winning, then it's fine. Yeah. Problem is, they've not been winning for me other than Cam Smith, which didn't count. That's true. <laughs> All right. You got anything else, sir, or we can wrap this up? I think we can wrap it up, homie. All right. Let's, uh, Good luck with everybody's bets, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you next week.
That's it. All right. Listen, you know where to find Steve, man. Go read all his articles. Make sure you give him those clicks. All right. Go listen to him over on the, uh, on the inside golf podcast with Andy Lack. He did a great show with Andy last night. Go listen to that. Um, you can find him in the Slack channel where, uh, I have been, uh, an absentee father and I will be back, boys. Relax. Okay. I'll be back. I'm coming back from the milk. All right. I'm coming back from the milk. I promise. All right. And, um, <laughs> you know where to find me, man. I'm on Twitter, Boston underscore capper, uh, on Twitter. Hit me up. Um, I'll, uh, I'll actually hopefully, uh, get, uh, get everything out, uh, this week on social with my final betting cat and all that shit. Other than that, boys, let's do it, man. We get a nice early, early Thursday sweat, right? Waking up with your first cup of coffee for your first round leader and let's go break some fucking books.